the master of metal, Ronnie Koenig of Signum Regis, returns to The Antidote. It's great to have you back, Ronnie. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be back again. I can remember our latest interview pretty well. (laughs) Well, hopefully we're not going to cover the same ground that we did at that point. Because that was three years ago, and really a lot has been happening with Signum Regis since then. You've had the EP Flag of Hope released just after our talk. Then last year, your live album Made in Switzerland came out. And now you've dropped a new album, Undivided. Do you never take time off of music? (laughs) Actually, I don't. (laughs) No, I I mean, uh, I don't want to break, but there was even more between. We did a a partial re-recording and remix of the Chapter 4 album in between. And uh, of course, I take breaks, but those are just short breaks. And... uh, You know, it's interesting and it is fun to do, uh, to write new songs and to produce and do all these related things. Then why not? I keep doing it. When I introduced you, you know, I spoke about Signum Regis being metal. But something that makes you different from other melodic metal bands is how you're bringing a lot of prog elements into your music which is really heard clearly on Flag of Hope's Voyage to the Distant Shores. Does that help you to stand out from the crowd? Maybe it does, and those definitions are quite funny these days because I was looking at some playlist on Amazon Music and I clicked and it was classic rock and guess what was there? (laughs) Judas Priest Painkiller. That's what they call classic rock these days. So... (laughs) Are we metal? Well, in my book, we are, but with these new definitions and and boxes, maybe we are just classic rock, maybe even progressive rock, but you know our music. We call it melodic metal because there are always a lot of melodies. Mm -hmm. Uh, We like to write music that can be sung, and uh, those progressive elements are, you know, when when you feel that the song is for three minutes in in one mood uh, to put a little bit of a progressive breakdown in, in between feels right to me just to make the song uh, more interesting and to bring uh, the listener back to the music. Ah, there's something interesting going on. Let's keep listening, you know, and uh, then go back maybe to the chorus. It's how we approach it. Yeah, I think it's quite natural in our case to include a little bit of these elements here and there. And it makes it gorgeous. And that's what it's all about. Well, thank you. Okay, doing things differently, you did something really different on Flag of Hope. And that was recording this gorgeous metal version of Ave Maria. You know, I don't think that ever could have been done. I wish this was entirely true, but actually... I've heard a, a similar version by a Yugoslavian guitarist who actually moved to Canada. I, I think uh, he's, co- he's called uh, Borko Mitic, thank you. Uh, now I switched to German being in Austria. So uh, I think his, his name is Borko Mitic. And it's been years ago. And I think it is totally unknown. But he didn't do exactly the same thing as we did. Uh, but... You know, we cannot claim to be the first ones who who did something like that. 
Well, you did it well because even my wife, who can't stand my taste in music, she thought mm-hmm. it was beautiful. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> you know what I'm really wondering about is, though, what do you think Bach and Gounod would have reacted to it? <laughs> That's a great question. I have no idea. I, I think, you know, they say that metal is, is the classic music of our time, and to a certain degree, it's true. But I, I think those geniuses would work with what we have right now with all the technology and maybe they would invent something even more interesting than classic music metal music electronic instruments instruments who knows what what those people would come up with (laughs) those were geniuses now there's an interesting thought i never would have considered that (laughs) yeah (laughs) who knows (laughs) you know i thought that releasing live albums was gone it has to be so difficult to record because the biggest thing is that you only have one chance to do it right. Were there any issues with putting together Made in Switzerland? I think I have a little bit different point of view with uh, the recording situation because uh, I don't know how it used to be back in the day, but now most of the mixing consoles that they have at venues are digital and most of them, or quite often, you can uh, record everything track by track digitally. You can take it home and then work with it. If there are little things that need to be fixed or you know, to, to some noise to remove, all these things are quite possible. So it's not so different from a studio situation when you have all these separated tracks of each instrument. So no, no, in, in terms of technical issues and uh, all these things that was smooth of course in in the studio we would mic it a little bit differently and have more mics and i think everyone expects that uh, studio and live situation are different and there are different expectations and you have to remember those were the covid days when we couldn't almost couldn't play at all and that was a rare occasion in switzerland uh, so we thought it would be nice to record a couple of songs for those people who couldn't see us live or will never have a chance to see us live and listen to us live. And we thought, well, we could record a couple of songs and publish it on YouTube or something, you know, just, just to keep in touch with fans. But the whole show was recorded and it it was recorded pretty well, so we figured we have never done a live album. We have all these tracks, then why not spend some time to mix it properly and release it as a live CD? We didn't expect to be, you know, like a huge release or something, but it's for those people who are interested, it's great. You know, it's, it's a special part of the audience who, who, who like to hear different versions of the same thing and to be more in touch with the band. We have fans in South America and we have never been there and who knows if we ever play there. You know, for those people, it's interesting to to hear the live versions. What about touring? Do you do much? These days, not really. I mean, we have never done long tours or anything like that. 
but we were hoping that we could finally start doing it. But then COVID hit. Yeah. <laughs> and some of the shows were canceled, and, the, and the, now the COVID is gone. But we have inflation and uh, super high prices of gasoline, and you know the prices of hotels went so much up, and it's so expensive to tour. Uh, so I don't think we will start touring at this point because you know, as I described, but maybe in a couple of years when the situation gets better and, you know, some some of the venues reopen and mm-hmm. everything will look more positive and it will be more financially sustainable, then we will tour more. But at this point, we just take the best offers that we get that make sense, where we have a chance to have a nice crowd, I mean, it's it's not about money for us. We are, we are not professionally living from from music, or not all of us. But we we, we cannot afford to lose money every night and then go home, you know, poor. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I did think it was interesting that you recorded the live album in Switzerland. Now I know that Signum Regis is really considered to be a Slovakian band. But how many of the members actually live in Slovakia now? Uh, I'm with one foot in Slovakia also, because as I said, I'm living in uh, on the border of Slovakia. So every week, pretty much, I, I travel to Slovakia and uh, we, we do rehearsals. And uh, look, it's a EU country. It's it's not the, the richest country or... Um, it doesn't regularly appear in the list of best places for living, but it's okay. I, I love Slovakia, and it's a great country, in my opinion. I was born there. There's a lot of things to do there and see, and I, I think life is good. Although I'm living in Austria right now, uh, if I was in Slovakia, I would probably still not be complaining. And uh, our singer is from Brazil, actually. And he lives in Portugal. Okay. But the rest of us are Slovaks. So when when we want to do a rehearsal with him, he needs to fly to Vienna, Austria. There's a huge airport. And then we have one hour of driving and then we are at the rehearsal room. (laughs) That is a lot of traveling. Yeah. I mean, look, you have bands in the USA and one member lives in Chicago, the other one in Florida and, you know, the third one in Texas. So that's a lot of traveling. <laughs> in our case, it's, it's, it's okay. I guess it just sounds for people, okay, this guy lives in Austria, that one in Slovakia. But in reality, you hop into the car, 40 minutes of driving, and that's it. It's not, not so bad. Okay, I mentioned the singer that's different but he doesn't have to be at every rehearsal with us singer is not the same as drummer for the band in terms of rehearsing instruments and he's an incredible singer oh yeah we love him well the thing is when you were doing that live album you must have done a double set because the album runs an hour and a quarter long which is huge (laughs) that was our normal set actually because in Switzerland, uh, there's a community of uh, Christian metal fans, and it was a special birthday party. Uh, one of the guys there who happens to be a pastor and who invited us to Switzerland years ago, and he keeps inviting us, and he really likes our band, and he invited us to play at his birthday party. <laughs> you know, So it was a little show, but 
we were prepared to play a long set. It wasn't a double set, but you are kind of right because normally we don't get the chance to play as long as then. But mm-hmm. at the moment when we recorded it, we felt like this is our normal show. But you are right. The last show we played was probably half that length. Well, you should tell me, what was your favorite song to perform on that album? On the live album? Yeah. I love The City of God. For for some reason, that song is special to me. Maybe it's those bass lines that I have there, but it was a lot of fun for me to play that one. It felt good. Of course, I, I, I also like the older songs, the classics, like Through the Desert, Through the Storm, and those songs that we have to, not have to, we love to, and also have to play at every show because those are like our most popular songs. But the City of God is a little bit special for me. You always have to keep the fans happy. Of course. <laughs> for a few years, Signum Regis has been independent, but now you've returned to Alterium Records for your just-released album, Undivided. What's it like being back? It feels wonderful, really, because we were a little bit lost <laughs> while being independent. It was uh, not entirely the plan. I, I don't know if I told this story, but back in 2016, I guess, we won a band contest in Czechoslovakia. Those were 400 bands, and we played in the contest, and we were the top one. We really won wow. the whole thing. and. Uh, the first prize was that they will do the release of a new album. So we recorded this album, Decenium Premium, at this occasion. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's how we sort of went independent through this prize. And then we have had a hard time uh, going back to the, uh, you know, old channels, or how how should I put it? We struggled a little bit, but uh, now it's really great to be back in Ulterium. That's awesome. So I'm trying to recall, is this your 10th or your 11th release? It depends if you count all the EPs and if you make a difference, if it was a digital-only EP or a physical-also EP. Uh, The album number seven, the number eight, if you count the live one, and it would be probably 10 or 11 if you include all the EPs. But I, I like to stick to the, the real thing, which are the, the, the studio albums, and that would be number seven. Regardless, it's still incredible. Thank you. <laughs> I think the most consistent thing about Signum Regis are the song lyrics. And I guess calling it a theme, that might not be accurate. These faith-related lyrics are certainly the focus of the songs. But do the other band members feel the same way about sharing Christianity? This is interesting that you are saying that there's a consistency and a line to follow in all this, because I'm not the only person who writes the lyrics. On this latest album, we have uh, how many people? Two, two friends of ours, Brian Galloway and Lacey Mucklow, uh, who, who wrote lyrics, and um, for those who don't know our band really well, it probably feels like uh, this was all written by the same person, or <laughs> or at least, you know, everyone from the band is on the same page, and we are, but mm-hmm. we are not uh, an entirely Christian band in terms of religion of each member. 
I'm I'm a Christian, always have been, always will be. But we also have a non-religious person or atheist, or maybe depending on how he feels that day. And uh, we are a mixed band. But since I or my brother who also likes to write lyrics are Christians or these friends mm-hmm. are all Christians and when they write the lyrics it's a good chance that the faith will get into the lyrics uh, somehow and uh, the faith will be manifested there and uh, the Christians themes are always there not in every song I'm uh, not saying that uh, in every song you need to expect a biblical story but we have a lot mm-hmm. of those we have a lot of those yeah and personally i like to write biblical historical lyrics and you do see quite a bit of that on undivided yeah one song that doesn't share that religion aspect is ministry of truth this happened to be written by me also <laughs> But see, that one comes straight out of Orwell's 1984. It is. is, It's the inspiration for those lyrics. Because, I mean, here it even says, Ministry of Truth is here to judge me. And you watching what you do, what you say, they will evaluate. (laughs) What's the thought behind the song? Like, is it really saying that Big Brother is here with us right now? To a certain degree, it is already here. We can fear that it will get worse, you know, China style or even worse in the future, given the fact that the technology allows things that were not possible a decade ago. Mm -hmm. Now the spying is, you know, really possible in every aspect of your life, from what you buy to what you say, right? It's all possible. It's, It's not here yet, but Let's hope it will not become the new reality. Do you ever get worried about AI being used to make music that sounds identical to Signum Regis? Yeah, I mean, that's something that everyone is talking about, is AI things. And I have some experience with AI, with ChatGDP, and I saw some pictures done by that. But I, I don't have... An opinion really at this point they say it will get so much better but how much better we don't know it yet because at this point what i was able to see it was impressive but not better than humans mm-hmm. you know so who knows what, what will come in the future will it really be so so great as they are saying that it will be maybe i'm not sure i'm not sure because I was texting with the chat GDP bot and asking questions. It clearly gave me wrong answers. It, it was really easily verifiable. <laughs> this is funny. I, I was I was searching for a new band name, not for us, but for, for a new thing. And I was asking, uh, give me this name, give, give me that name that has never been used before. Gave me a list of band names mm-hmm. and I could find couple of bands with such names already so it's not even as good as the google search (laughs) well we've been talking about songs and i heard that you had a long list of songs to choose from for undivided you got to tell me how difficult was it to figure out which ones would actually be included that's always difficult because everyone in the band has 
his favorite song and different opinions. As far as I remember, we were choosing from 15 songs. Mm -hmm. And on the standard edition, you have 10. But some of those songs that are not on the standard edition uh, will be released later as singles. Or one track happens to be CD-only bonus track. And uh, the final decision what to put on the track list was done uh, by the record label. And uh, I think it, it is a good thing because, as I said, we are not objective. When you spend so much time recording these songs, you, you don't see necessarily the big picture and you don't have the ears of the listener out there. So we are happy for this help <laughs> and, and sorting it out for us. But I think everyone is happy because, as I said, there will be singles released after the, the, the album, bonus tracks, you all n need these things. So th that's fine. I, I don't think uh, a mistake was made there. Signum Regis sees a light at the end of the tunnel for society on the title track, Undivided. Mm -hmm. Because the song says, the unity the world really needs, kindness is what togetherness breeds, can only come from faith and love. Trust fellow men to rise above. How are you so sure about that? <laughs> That's a beautiful line, isn't it? But not mine. It, it is. This is from Lacey, that friend that wrote this lyrics for this song. This is a surprise song of this album because I wasn't even sure if if the song will be good enough to make the cut. It always happens with every CD. You th you think this song will be not good enough, that song will be awesome, and sometimes the opposite happens. What you don't expect to be the best song becomes the best song. I, I'm not saying that this is the best song on the album, but we have a lot of good feedback for this song. Really, it somehow grew through the recording and mixing process. And uh, I think it is a good thing to end on such message of hope I think uh, Lacey was completely correct when she wrote that line. I think that's true. We hope it's true. Because lately you've been seeing society sort of battling itself. Right. That's our dream. I guess our prayer is that it will be that way. We also see, see the other thing. All these battles and all these things don't get any better through violence it, it just gets worse there's more escalation more conflicts and uh, mm -hmm. there's no end to it so the only way how you can stop this is through faith and love and forgiveness the question is if we really start seeing it that way as a society and or you know how big part of the society will take this path absolutely well, something I don't want to forget about is the lead single from Undivided. Mm -hmm. Why don't you tell us about the song Salt of the Earth? This is probably my favorite song on the album or one of top three. And uh, what I like about it is all the positive energy that's, that's there. It has this vibe of good mood. Also those lyrics, of course. Um, I think that's part of it. But also the melodies are like happy melodies. When you talk in terms of musical scales, major chords, mm -hmm. these happy melodies, a lot of optimism, uh, some nice neoclassical guitars. And uh, when I listen to that song, I, it makes me feel good. 
it reminds me of some of the European bands like Halloween that started with this happy metal <laughs> subgenre. <laughs> and I like that. I, I like that a lot. Is that the purpose of Signum Regis, is to be positive? Look, I, I like heavy music also and, and dark music and, and all that. But at the end of the day, it, it captures a moment or a mood that you not necessarily need or like in your life. I, I'm not criticizing anyone who, who does this music because I like it myself. But if I think what kind of message should I spread and how I feel in retrospective about what I wrote and what I brought to people, then I I feel like it's always uh, safer and better. I, I simply feel better when I give people positive energy. I, I mean, I could write really dark music and would would it feel good to me? I don't know. I'm, I'm not, not so sure. Again, I'm not criticizing anyone. If writing dark music is your thing, but for me personally, I, w I want to, to feel good about what I've done. And not everything feels good to me. So when someone says that our music brought him some energy and uh, good mood and optimism and, and hope and all that, then I feel good. Well, something else that Signum Bregas did was they released a perfect album with Undivided. <laughs> Ronnie, I want to thank you for this talk and for coming to The Antidote. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure. As much as the last time, even more, probably. <laughs> <laughs>